Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Pete Garcia will discuss worlds in collision and the rebirth of liberty. If you're a new listener, we would love to introduce ourselves. We have prepared a new listener pack that gives the history of SWRC. It also includes the latest issue of our Prophetic Observer newsletter, and we have a free gift just for you. It's our way of saying welcome to Watchmen on the Wall and Southwest Radio Ministries. Request your free new listener pack today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. New World Order, Worlds in Collision and the Rebirth of Liberty is a new book by Terry James and Pete Garcia. Yesterday, our host, Dr. Larry Spargimino, visited with Terry James about this important book. Today, we welcome Pete Garcia to share his thoughts and insights. Here is Dr. Larry Spargimino. We're visiting with Pete Garcia. Terry James and Pete Garcia have authored the book, New World Order, Worlds in Collision and the Rebirth of Liberty. You know, friends, we see signs of an emerging new world order all around us. The progressives, the liberals, the globalists are obsessed with merging ancient paganism and modern technology to overturn God's created order. I've been with Southwest Radio Church for almost 25 years. It is amazing how far we as a nation and the entire world have progressed in a quarter of a century, all in the direction foretold by the prophets of long ago. We're going to be looking at some interesting things with Pete Garcia. And like I say, the book is New World Order, Worlds in Collision, and the Rebirth of Liberty. Pete, thank you so much for being with us. Hey, it's a pleasure to be with you here. Pete, I know you've done a lot of work in in Bible prophecy, and you've worked with Terry James. Tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself and how you got interested in the study of Bible prophecy. I was raised in church. Although, growing up, I wasn't exposed to prophecy a whole lot. A little bit in my high school years, just like in the last year or two of high school. And then I kind of just went out from there. I finished high school, joined the Army, and kind of became a prodigal for about 15 years. And it was about 2007 that the Lord got a hold of me. In my prodigal stage, I had zero interest in prophecy or really even the Bible or church or anything. For me, it was a come-to-Jesus moment, if you will. (laughs) And God, just uh, the things that he's shown me and revealed to me, it's put it in my heart. This is what I'm passionate about. And I, Amen. how God hardwired me, so to speak. Well, you know, I think there's a growing interest in Bible prophecy today. Uh, people look at our world, and even people who don't know much about the Bible say something like, hey, doesn't the Bible speak about this? Don't we find stuff about the mark of the beast? In view of the fact that the more and more people want to study Bible prophecy, where should they start? And what do you recommend? Because you've been down this road and you've come to write so much good stuff. Talk to to the neophyte who wants to get started and what can they expect? The good thing about Bible prophecy is that it's in almost every single book of the Bible. So you don't have to start at the end to, to get exposed to it. The really great thing about Bible prophecy that I came to find out really quickly was that You know, in the Bible, there's all these theological doctrines. You know, you've got the doctrine of salvation, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, of the Godhead, of Christ, of salvation, the Church. The doctrine of prophecy is called eschatology, and the great thing about it is is that it is 
is found in every other doctrine. Every other mm. doctrine finds its culmination inside of eschatology. So when you study prophecy, you end up studying all of mm. all doctrines. Right. And it takes you throughout every book of the Bible, and that's, that's the one really amazing thing about it. It's not just in the book of Revelation. It's in every single book, from Genesis you know, all the way to the end. So I'd tell somebody to start with Genesis chapter 1 and go from there. That's a tremendous insight, you know, because some people say, well, you know, I don't study prophecy. It's too controversial. It's too deep or it's too this or too, too that. But like you point out, it's in every book of the Bible. The biblical view of history, there's a point of beginning, the creation, and there's a point of consummation. You really can't miss that in the Bible. That, that's a tremendous insight. And I think if I were kind of a neophyte and thinking, well, how do I get started in prophecy? You're saying it's in every book. If you read the Bible, you're in prophecy. So that's really great. Let's look a little bit at the New World Order. Why do you think the globalists hate America and want to bring us down? And I see more and more and more signs of that. I even think there are people in our government today who hate America and want to bring our, our government down, and they're globalists, of course. So how does this work? Why do people think like this? What's their angst, their anger against the United States? First, we've got to realize, I know that that term, New World Order, is a very loaded and charged phrase, and, it, and when people hear it, they immediately draw conclusions, you know, to whatever their exposure is to it. We've got to realize that we live in a New World Order right now. I mean, mm. we've lived through several as a nation, the world order before World War II was markedly different than it was after World War II when the United States became the dominant superpower on the planet. So the phrase New World Order is not necessarily new. It's basically been in existence throughout history as empires have rose and fell. So that idea is not conspiratorial. Um, I think the conspiracy that, that has been uh, assigned to it from various skeptics and other nefarious people is they don't want to look at the evidence that there is a plan afoot to overthrow the United States as we are currently designed. We're designed as a constitutional republic. And we stand in the way. We're like this giant orange cone in this road mm. blocking their path for global government. This idea for global government has been around for a very long time. I mean, right. I go back to for Babel, but in recent era, it's been since the 1920s, you know, at the end of World War One, the world came together and said, let's make an international body of governments, and it was called the League of Nations, and that didn't really work out very well, and World War Two began, and then at the end of that, we got the United Nations, and then from there, there's been a series of intranational and international and transnational organizations that that basically work on chipping away sovereignty from all these nations, right. and they're trying to bring everybody under one umbrella. And the United States, because of the design of our government, the shared power in the government, you know, shared between the three branches, and then shared power between the federal government and the states, and then the shared power between the state and federal governments and the citizenry, the issue then is it's extremely difficult to get us under some kind of international sovereign body so they've been undermining us from within and corrupting us from within in order to weaken the pillars of our, our nation and so that right. eventually it will crumble. This April is Southwest Radio Church's 90th anniversary. We started in 1933. 
you know, as I'm listening to you speaking about the League of Nations and looking at the Treaty of Versailles, supposedly ending World War One and so forth, where I think basically Germany got ripped off and then the drive to have Israel as a nation way back many years ago in the 20th century, we see prophetic fulfillment taking place. And I really believe that 90 years ago, Southwest Radio Church started because our founder was aware of what what you and I are talking about now, and that's 90 years ago, but it's working, it's cooking, it's bubbling, and it seems that Satan has a stranglehold on humanity. Our growing dependence, I think, on technology is an important part of the coming beast kingdom. Tell us how technology is being used today to enslave the people of the world. We know that in 1 John 5.19 that John says that the that the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one, and that he he controls a lot of the goings-on within the nations in this, what we would call the times of the Gentiles. And I think that all the technology that's ever come about, you know, even if it was created for good purposes or, you know, good intent, has been corrupted or perverted by, by Satan to achieve his own ends. And so ultimately we know that the world will be under one government, in Revelation 13, says it will. It says it'll be controlled by one currency, right. known as the mark. So for generations, this idea of the mark baffled theologians. It baffled Bible prophecy experts. It baffled, you know, just Bible experts in, in general. And people were trying to figure out, well, how can one mark, you know, how can that be used to control right. everybody, what they buy and sell on the planet? So. I think ultimately all that technology, whatever has come about, is always used and corrupted and is purposed for Satan to achieve his agenda of global surveillance, global control over buying and selling, because you can control, if people can buy food or energy, you're, you're going to be able to control what, what they think and where right. they put their loyalty. So I think that we're seeing this technology becoming increasingly Orwellian, you know, if I could put it that yeah. way, even non-Christians are beginning to notice this. You know, yes. when, when Microsoft goes out and takes a, a patent out on, on this system that's, you know, ultimately when you take away the zeros at 666, it causes non-Christians to, to eyebrows to raise like, what? <laughs> right. Why are they doing this? You know? Pete, you write about, I think you call it a normalcy bias. There is the idea that since it has not happened yet, it can't happen here in my country. Boy, that is a bias that I think has been very, very detrimental. It's been one of the big blockers against the study of prophecy. People think, well, prophecy speaks about a lot of stuff that's way out when left field and it's out of orbit and so forth. But I think perhaps America at the present time, this, this normalcy bias maybe is being, being shattered a little bit because of some of the things that are going on in our country, and especially with with our president. I mean, he's fantastic. I won't say anything else about it, but it's unbelievable that, uh, you know, we started with Bill Clinton, then we went to Barack Obama, and now we have Joe Biden, and I think even a lot of Democrats are a little bit concerned. So do you think maybe this normalcy bias is kind of evaporating a bit, and would that be a good sign for us, a sign of hope, at least uh, for a year or two, that we could get together, win souls, plant churches, preach the gospel, and maybe have a little hope for a while. As bad as things have been the last couple of years since the post-9-11 era, 
people have begun to wake up. That's a positive thing, you know, where I think largely the, the reason that these New World Order types have been able to fly under the radar for so many decades is because most Americans, you know, things were good, times were good. People didn't want to think about what's hiding over there in the corner or in the shadows. They, they just kind of wanted to live their life and make money and have a retirement and do this and just live, live a normal life. And unfortunately, evil doesn't take a break. Evil is always yeah. relentless in pursuing the agenda of their master. And so I think things like 9-11 and the COVID in 2020 and the war on terror and all these things has begun to wake people up. And even yeah. our bad leaders, as bad as, as we think they are, they're, they're a form of judgment, in my opinion. And, right. and they do serve their own purpose to work to wake people up and to realize things are not going in the direction that <laughs> they thought they would. So, yes, it, it does serve a purpose. I am hopeful, and I am seeing a lot of Christians getting off the bench and getting into the, to the fight. So that, yes. that is a good thing. That's exactly what I'm seeing. So many of the school boards say, well, we own your kids. And a lot of parents are saying, no, you don't. <laughs> and they're fighting back. And I think it's a good, it's a good sign. We're not going to stop the tribulation or anything like that. But maybe the Lord is, is saying, you've got a little while, get busy, pray hard, witness fervently, love, love people into the kingdom and so forth. But you know, I really feel bad for families. The devil is after children. If he can't get them aborted before they're born, he will suck them into the transgender trap and mess up their bodies, their minds, and their souls. Now, you've been married, I think, for 15 years, and you have five children. How do you and your wife manage in a world that has gone upside down and that is so negative? And, and some of the things that are, that are happening to kids, I was just reading uh, the other day on Fox News or listening to it, that there was a mother who was furious. She has an 11-year-old daughter, and she found out that for the last year, the school was trying to get her to believe that she's a boy, and she partly believes it. That is, the daughter partly believes it. The, the mother knew nothing about it. So as the dad, uh, happily married for 15 years, you've got five kids. H how are you and your wife surviving, and what about your kids? My kids are in public school, and I am thankful that we live in a small town, so we're not quite as exposed to the lunacy that's going on in a lot of, <laughs> a lot of the large cities. But, right. you know, parents got to talk to their kids, and they got to stay involved in their lives, and they have got to talk about these things. And I take the opportunities in the morning when I'm driving my kids to school. We'll just talk about things. We'll talk about God. We'll talk about the rapture. We'll talk about Scripture. We'll talk about heaven. We'll talk about what heaven will look like, because kids have a lot of questions. And, and right. believe it or not, for any parents out there, man, your kids hang on your words. They have an incredible amount of trust in the things that you teach them, and they will listen to you, even if you don't think they will. You'll hear them down the road saying something that you said. You know, right. So right. <laughs> take that opportunity to take the time. And I would also say, you know, don't be a helicopter parent. You know, you can't micromanage everything that your kids are going to do. They're get, you're going to have to let them make some mistakes, but you need to give them a good foundation. And that foundation is not, they're not going to get it just sitting in church for, you know, two hours a week. Right. You have to, it has to be something that you talk about at home, about in the car, while you're playing or while you're hanging out. You have to be invested in their lives. And it's a lot easier for a dad to come home and sit on the couch and turn on the TV and watch football than it is to go into his kid's room and sit down and talk to him or her, you know, about 
how was your day? How was school? Can I help right. you with some homework or whatever the case is? Just being invested in their lives. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and then I have a children's message in the church that I pastor. And sometimes you wonder if, if they're listening or what they're getting out of it. And every once in a while, one of, one of the kids will mention something that I said. Boy, it really stuck. <laughs> and I think if, if you love them, if they know you care, if you spend time with them, like you're, you're talking about sitting down, how was your day, and so forth, you'll be surprised what they're picking up and how God is blessing. Pete, thank you so much for your insights. You have a wonderful testimony. So thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. The book is titled New World Order, Worlds in Collision, and the Rebirth of Liberty. Our toll-free number, 1-800-652-1144. The complete two-day conversation with Terry James and Pete Garcia on the New World Order is available on CD when you call 1-800-652-1144. New World Order. Worlds in Collision and the Rebirth of Liberty by Terry James and Pete Garcia is our featured resource today. Order your copy by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or visit our website, swrc.com. New World Order shows the disturbing details of those obsessed with merging ancient paganism into modern technology to excise God's created order via the Great Reset. New World Order, Worlds in Collision and the Rebirth of Liberty by Terry James and Pete Garcia. Order your copy today by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Ministry President Dr. Kenneth Hill and magazine editor Lee's Cutshaw are ready to share the details on the latest exciting issue of Prophecy in the News magazine. God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. We have Lee's Cutshaw with us today. If my brain will hold, we're going to have a good talk. And the reason I say that, I've been having some difficulties, and I appreciate your prayers for me as I have been battling a few uh, illnesses, and God's bringing me through them. So I'm very thankful for that. I really am. We're celebrating a, a baby's anniversary, a first anniversary. And Lise, would you tell us about that, please? I am excited to say that as the editor of the Prophecy in the News magazine that Southwest Radio took under its wing about a year or so ago, that we have made it to our first birthday or our first anniversary. We are praising the Lord for that as well and are excited that we are actually putting out the 12th issue of that magazine right now. So happy birthday to us. Happy birthday indeed. Lise, it has been wonderful to see what God has put together using you and the other folks. And boy, we've had a bunch of good people writing the various articles that we have. We began with Rob Linstead. He was in the very first issue and the second issue. Amazing 
a Bible scholar <laughs> Indeed. from Kansas who travels the world regularly, and he has given us insights all along the way in differing magazines, including about a year ago, our issue that focused first on the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Interestingly, that is still underway, and they're still duking it out over there, and things are spreading just as he predicted. Well, we also have heard from Bill Federer in the pages of the magazine, and Bill, of course, is one of my favorite folks. I did the first interview ever on Southwest Radio Church with Bill Federer with his first book. It became such a bestseller. It's still a bestseller after mm-hmm. all these years. Just about every member of Congress has it in their library because of the quotations that are in it. It's fantastic. Who else has been in the pages of the magazine? In addition to those fine scholars, we have also had articles written by one of our writers, but using materials and information, new information from Michael Hoggard, often about cryptid creatures or about Vatican secrets, Billy Crone, a number of pieces based on his more recent findings, especially in regard to Klaus Schwab and AI and some of the amazing New World Order, Great Reset kinds of things going on. Jeff Kinley, we have had articles by a number of times or excerpts from his works. Larry Stamp has given us many, many insights from the perspective of a Jewish Christian or believer in Christ. Avi Lipkin actually wrote for us from Israel. He lives there, and he wrote for one of our issues this spring. Then, of course, there's Dr. Spargimino with whom we probably would not have a magazine without whom we wouldn't, and Josh Davis, who happens to be in the room with us. Josh, you've written a couple really awesome articles. Could you share with us how much fun that was? It was a lot of fun, and I appreciate your help along the way coaching me and guiding me in this journey. It's truly been a great blessing and help to me. The first magazine article that I wrote was Rapture Anxiety, And that's one that I come back to often, not because I wrote it, but because that kind of concept is something that people really need to understand. And it's something that people have a difficulty with. I've been privileged to write several other articles, including What If the Resurrection Never Happened? that came out right before Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday. And I've really enjoyed and hopefully and finding my way as an author for the Prophecy in the News magazine. But I can tell you the blessing is all mine to to be able to put forward the materials in this manner. Well, we have also heard from Micah Van Huss, another one of the staff members of Southwest Radio Church. His take on things is a little different. He is all about the mysteries of the Bible and delving deeply into what the Bible says about some of those what he calls and we call marginal mysteries. And he has an amazing series where he has written about ancient cities and the gods that built them. And uh, more recently, 
about the things regarding creation in the earth as it was. We love those, and so do our readers. We also have Pastor Reggie Weems, who is a scholar regarding C.S. Lewis's works, and we're really blessed to have an article by him and hope to have more of those as opportunities to look at how C.S. Lewis's works are still so relevant today. Well, we also hear occasionally from John Ruiz, and John is sort of the the sticky of the glue. (laughs) He's the guy that, that helps us keep things together. He doesn't like to think of himself as being important, but he is vitally important to the work that we do, as is every one of our authors, as is every one of our staff members. We have a wonderful team that's working on uh, Prophecy in the News, in the magazine, in the upcoming video series that are being planned and being produced, in the audio series of Prophecy in the News, the podcasts and the other things. Fantastic to see what is on the horizon. And we began with something as wonderful and pervasive as the magazine Prophecy in the News. And We have mentioned celebrating the first anniversary, but in reality, it's been going a long time, hasn't it? J.R. Church instituted, I think, first a newsletter that for some time, or maybe a newspaper, I guess perhaps they called it, and then it segued or evolved into a full magazine, and J.R. wrote for it prolifically amazingly and with great insights into the Bible. So we are very blessed, as we've said before, to be able to carry on that legacy. Indeed. And we are encouraging those that do not have a subscription to the Prophecy in the News magazine to get one. I have a lifetime subscription. Members of my family have a lifetime subscription because we want to support the work of Prophecy in the News as best we can. And that is one of the ways to do it, is buying a subscription to the magazine. Go to prophecyinthenews.com or call one 475 or Contact SWRC at 1-800-652-1144. And we need to hear from those who would like to renew their subscriptions. If you bought a one-year subscription, that date is coming up, and we encourage you to call in for your renewal on your subscription. Again, the website, brand-new website, prophecyinthenews.com. And we are so thankful for everyone who has supported us thus far. We wouldn't be here today without you all, our subscribers, and obviously the Lord who inspired you and inspires us every day. Thank you. Don't miss an issue of Prophecy in the News magazine. Subscribe today by calling 1-800-652-1144. And when you call, be sure to order your copy of the new book, New World Order, Worlds in Collision and the Rebirth of Liberty by Terry James and Pete Garcia. Call 1-800-652-1144 and order your copy today. Lord willing, we'll be back here Monday ready to once again bring clarity to the chaos. 
Head into the weekend with the encouragement that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and has been supported for over 90 years by faithful listeners just like you. Visit swrc.com. That's swrc.com.